Hello and welcome to tonight's workshop, Composting Basics with Composting at Northeastern. This workshop is brought to you by Pathfinder. Pathfinder is an extracurricular program for incoming first and second year students at Northeastern and we provide a safe and inclusive space for students to discuss and pursue their passions. If you haven't already joined Pathfinder, you can use the link that's on our website. Applications are rolling and open to first and second years. Also on our website, you can find applications for moderators, which are open to third, fourth, fifth, and recent graduates of Northeastern. And lastly, you can find more information about our program and other resources that we have on our website. If you're looking for more workshops, you can check out our YouTube channel or our podcast to see all the workshops from this past semester. And now I'll pass it over to Madison. Hi guys, my name is Madison. And as she said, I'm here from Composting Northeastern. So here I'm just gonna tell you all about kind of the composting basics and what composting is and how you can do it. Um, so welcome. Um, so my organization is called Canoe, and what Canoe is, is stands for Composting at Northeastern University. And it's a heat incubator. So heat is the Husky Environmental Action Team here at Northeastern. And we are kind of like a task force split off of heat that is dedicated to increasing availability and accessibility of composting to new, new students on and off campus. So our goals are to increase awareness of and involvement in third-party composting services off campus educate the school of, on the value of composting, integrate composting into residential halls on campus, and to get a central location for compost we dropped off at Northeastern. So what is composting? I'm gonna tell you guys all about how that works. So composting is a method for treating solid waste in which organic material is broken down by microorganisms in the presence of oxygen to a point where it can be safely stored, handled, and applied to the environment. So I know that's a lot of sciencey words. So what does that mean? <laughs> what it means is that you take solid organic waste, which is like, you know, you're broken down food scraps or paper scraps or plant scraps, and you put them like in a bucket and there's microorganisms already in there that kind of like break down those things. And then with oxygen, it can like feed off of that and kind of all the food gets broken down into sort of soil material. So that's kind of how that works. And then why should you compost? Why is this important? So as people that care about sustainability, some of you may know that sometimes it feels like big corporations are making all the issues in the environment. It's really hard for individuals to make important change. And so food waste is actually an issue where in individuals can have a really large impact. Household food waste is 26% of all food waste. And so that means if like every single person in the US composted, we could have 26% less food waste. So I think that composting is one of those areas where individuals can make a really large impact. And that's why it's so important that we work on this. Composting is also really good for the environment. Um, worldwide implementation of composting can reduce emissions by 2.3 billion tons over the next 30 years. Obviously, that's a huge amount. Um, and there's lots of environmental benefits of composting. So one is it reduces the release of methane into the atmosphere. As I'm sure many of you know, methane is one of the worst greenhouse gases. Um, so it's really bad for the environment. And when you have food waste just sitting in like a trash heap, it doesn't have that oxygen that we said before we needed. So it can't be broken down properly and then methane gets released. Um, so compost also enriches soil, helps retain moisture and prevents pests and diseases. This means that when you put your compost back into soil, it's actually really good for the soil. As I'm sure a lot of you know from like science classes, soil needs like nutrients to you know have things grow in it. And compost really helps put those nutrients back into the soil. It also reduces the need for chemical fertilizers, which can be really detrimental to the environment as they can seep into waterways and create other issues. Um, and just a little fun fact is that Massachusetts has a commercial food material disposal ban, which means that businesses and corporations have to have a certain amount of their food waste be like disposed of in a better way. 
Um, as you can see, 50% of typical municipal garbage set out the curve is compostable. That means that like when you and your household throw out your trash on trash day, 50% of that probably could have been composted and therefore you could have had like 50% less waste. So composting can make a huge impact. Um, how can you compost? So if I entice you with this, how can you yourself do this? So there's a lot of different methods for composting actually. And I'm gonna talk about some of them here, but you can do simple backyard composting where you just like kind of throw stuff into your garden that you already have there. You can pay for a pickup service. I'm gonna talk about those later. You can collect your compost and drop it off at some of the free spots I'll talk about later on. You can also have your very own composting bin in your backyard where you do more like complex composting and you know, get to see it transform and just back into like a soil material like for your eyes. And there's also this really fun thing called vermicomposting, which I'll highlight later. So what can you compost? So it really depends on the method that you're using, but into your backyard compost bin, you can put bones, bread and grains, veggies, food scraps, leftovers, paper products, plates, napkins, and meat and dairy are optional. So in your backyard compost bin, you can really decide more what you want to put in there. Some people choose not to put in things like bones that take a really long time to biodegrade. And some people choose not to put in meat and dairy because that can kind of create like that foul smell or attract animals. But it's really up to everyone's individual situation and what your kind of backyard looks like. So if you're just throwing things in your backyard compost right into your garden, like you're doing the simple composting I'm talking about, you can just throw veggie, fruit scraps, eggshells, and coffee grounds right into your garden at home and they'll degrade over time and add nutrients back to the soil. And if you're using a service or dropping it off at kind of a free spot, it really depends on what they are gonna take and what, how they are doing their specific kind of composting. So how does composting work? So the first step is always to know what foods and what materials are compostable. And then as you cook, collect food scraps that you would normally like be throwing away, like the veggie rind or, you know, like the top of the carrot you don't want or the eggshells. And then Collect leftovers that cannot be eaten or will not be used in any other way. Uh, can we really like to say that if you can use your leftovers in any other way that you should? So that means like taking veggie rinds and scraps and adding them to like a soup to make your own broth is a better option just throwing it away because composting is still like creating waste, even though it's a better form of waste that can be reused. Like it's still better to use those kind of in the initial step if you can. Um, so there's lots of really fun ways that you can like reuse food scraps, like making your own veggie broth, like I said, or like can turn it into paint sometimes. There's lots of cool methods to do that. Um, but if you can't figure out how to do that or no one can eat those leftovers, then just compost them. So then the next step is collect paper or compostable products um, and add those to your compost bin. So that really depends on what your composting method is. Different places take different things. A little not so fun fact is that a lot of like commercial products and say like this is a compostable plastic can't really be composted in very many methods so you really have to check up on like what your specific method can use because a lot of services can't process those they need to be like commercially processed based on what brand you're using so unfortunately some that's kind of like a greenwashing issue and then the next thing to do is have an in-home compost bin kind of on your kitchen counter that you collect all those things in during the day and then you can store it either in that bin or in your freezer and then when it's your pickup day or drop off day, you're gonna have to put it on your curb or drop it off where you're gonna put it or put it in your backyard. So that's kind of the process. The next step is composting tips and tricks. So the first thing you should do is buy a small sealable compost bin for your kitchen. So you just put this right on your counter and then you can seal it kind of like during the day and you can leave that in there for a few days and then kind of transition it either to your larger bin or to the um, freezer. 
You can also use compostable trash bags, which makes the bin cleanup a little easier. Just kind of like your normal trash bag, but you have to check to make sure they're really compostable. <laughs> and then print out the list of food waste that your service accepts and put it up next to your bin or on the fridge. And write down your pick update on a shared calendar, so if you're sharing with roommates, everyone knows what's being picked up. And if you're into gardening in your backyard, most compost service can deliver compost right back to your door later on, which is kind of fun to see like your food waste become compost later on. Kind of our best tip is that storing compost bags in the freezer helps keep the smell away and like helps the rot. So this is a kind of case study that one of our canoe members did. She looked at how she was composting in an average apartment style dorm. And so it was like a four person um, a dorm style and all residents made two or three meals a day. And she found that common contents included eggshells, veggie scraps, fruit peels and rinds, and composable paper products. She weighed and recorded this and she found that the bag became full about every three days and that on average she collected 0.71 pounds of compost a day. So this is a really great example of if you're wondering like how much compost you would actually create, this is kind of what this might be, might look like for you if you're living with four people. Okay, so now I'm gonna talk about vermicomposting, which is that kind of like more fun way of composting I was talking about before. So vermicomposting is just like normal composting, except that you put worms in your compost bin. So worms are decomposers. This means that they can like break down the organic material, which is your compost, and kind of make it help speed along the process to create the soil-like substance that compost creates. So vermicomposting typically uses red wiggler or red earthworm types of worms. And what you do is you have this bin and you just put the worms in there and they break it down. So how can you vermicompost at home? One reason why we really like vermicomposting is one, you get like a really fun pet that like takes no effort in the worms. And then two, you also can really easily do this like in a small apartment. And you can kind of like, if you don't want to use a service or drop it off somewhere, you can have this like set up all by yourself and create your own compost from start to finish. So how this works is that you basically get a large plastic big bin with a lid and get your worms and poke air holes in the top, or you can buy like fake cell pre-made ones. And then you can add moist shredded paper, food scraps and worms. So it's important to have like that paper because that's kind of like the brown material. And then that you have the food scraps, which are the other organic material. And it's important to have a good like mixture of those two materials. And then you have to move the material around to airy every once in a while, as I talked about before, oxygen is really important. Um, and in about two months, if you just leave all this alone, your compost should be ready. So that's kind of fun. As in two months, you can have your very own compost and put it right in your garden. Um, so people will do like two bins at once if they want to like keep adding things to the compost bin. Like they'll have one that's like going and they're not adding anything to it. The other one that they're continuously adding to and then they'll kind of switch. And so tips are to keep it moist and cool. That's really important for the worms. You have to keep food scraps small so the worms can break it down faster. Um, and they can be left alone for up to four weeks. After four weeks, they kind of like need to be aerated and have more oxygen, but they're like an extremely easy pet. They're the only pet that you can leave alone for, you know, four weeks and go on vacation <laughs> if you want to. And then you harvest your compost from the vermicompost when it's a deep blackish brown color and it's moist and then it's ready just to go in your garden. So how do you start a project like canoe? So I told you guys a little bit about like how, what we teach, um, at canoe and like how to compost and then I'm going to talk a little bit about how you yourself can compost at home but how did we actually start this project so like I said before canoe is a heat incubator so we went to the husky environmental action team um heat and we asked them like if we could be a part of their club and start this project and they kind of gave us initial support and resources and like their name to back this up 
And then after we kind of created this idea, we started gathering support. So what this means is we you know, created an Instagram and social media, we presented it here, and we saw that people were interested in our project and it was something that students actually wanted. Um, and then another really good thing to do is create like a survey and see like what assets your like what parts of your project are really interesting to people and what they think and like if you can gather numbers that's really important um to show that like you have student support and students love your project um so after you kind of have support and you see like students are interested and if this is like a good idea for our campus then you would talk to admin so like i um work a lot in sustainability so the person i talk to is like the head of the office of sustainability and i ask her like what do you think of this project? Do you think you can help me? And then she could give me some more resources and names and like ways to make this more formal. And so that's been a really interesting project as we go to these office sustainability meetings. And then um, the woman who works there, her name is Carol. And she would like tell us like, oh, I would love if you could like formalize this part and make it more of a formal proposal, or you should really talk to this person and see what they have to say. Um, and so that's really helpful. If you're working in another area, obviously you would probably talk to a different office. But going to admin is really helpful because they can tell you kind of what your project needs to get the university more interested and they can help you along, give you some more resources. Um, and then the last step is kind of to see if other clubs are interested. So what I like to do is I do these composting one-on-one -on -one presentations at different clubs and organizations and I see if they're interested. Um, and I spread the word about composting, get students interested, involved. And so all those things are kind of like the steps for gathering support. And then after that, it's really up to you to determine what your next steps are in your projects, whatever they could be. It's really important to gather support in the form of like social media or like a newsletter following, talking to admin and seeing if other clubs are interested and want to hear about you so you can get your name out there and find out what your next steps are. Um, and that's kind of how you would do a project like this. <laughs> and then, so the last part of our presentation is really how can you compost in Boston? Composting in Boston is you know, a little complicated. We live in a city and not everyone has access to a backyard where they can just put their compost there, right? Um, so obviously if you have a backyard and you want to compost in your backyard, it can be really fun. You can kind of see the labors of your work, but you can also use the service. So some of the services we recommend at Canoe are Bootstrap and Back Earth. I'm gonna show some links to those in the next few slides. There are other services in Boston, but these are the two that we've had the best kind of track record with, and we really like the people that work there. Um, and so we think they're really great options. And so how this works is that someone would come, like just like you pick up your trash and put it out for the city, you would put out your compost on the curb, just like, just for the service to come pick it up. Like every, you can do bi-weekly, weekly or monthly, depending on what service you're using. Um, and you just pay for that. And so that's a really great option, but obviously not everyone can afford that or not, that doesn't work for every single person. So um, the next thing you can do is uh, use a free service. So these free services, there's one called Project Oscar, which is a free program run by the city of Boston. They have different drop-off bins um, all around the city. Um, so there's ones in East Boston, the North End, Brighton, Jamaica Plains, and City Hall Plaza. The easiest one to get to from Northeastern campus is either Jamaica Plains or the City Hall Plaza. Um, but if you go to City Hall, you can just take the green line right to you know, government center. And then at City Hall, they have an area that has all their trash bins. And you'll still see like a little tiny sign that says like Project Oscar and you can drop off your compost there. And that is completely free and pretty easy. So that's a really great option. And another option is that Whole Foods sometimes have bins where you can drop off your compost. This isn't available at every Whole Foods and some have paused for the pandemic. 
but you have to check it your local Whole Foods and see what their options are. Um, a little fun note is pre-COVID, all Northeastern dining halls were 100% compostable. So before um, the pandemic started, if you went to the dining hall, the fork you were using, the plastic fork, the plastic cup, the you know the the tea bag, the napkins, they could all be 100% composted. Um, so that's really fun. With the pandemic, they've had to switch over some of that stuff to plastic just because to-go containers and students are like throwing things away at their own home. But after the pandemic, they're really excited to get back to being 100% compostable. And they really, really, really love their composting program and really take it to heart. So that's really fun. You can also kind of like sneak in and drop your composting in off there. They don't really mind. Um, but that's also kind of an option. <laughs> if you live outside of Boston or other city, there other cities have services. They also have free areas. And you might have just have to do a little bit of research. If you're having trouble finding things, please reach out to us and we can help you find composting and ABC compost in your own town. So how can you connect with us here at Canoe? Um, so you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, that's really fun. It's not running during the summer, but it'll start again in the fall. And that way you can find out kind of what we're working on and what's going on. And we always send you resources. Um, next, if you already compost, you can send us your photos to be featured as a composter of the week on our Instagram, which is really fun. And then if you're in a different club that's interested in hearing more about composting, you think they would love it, then your club can also host a composting 101 session just like this. So that could be really fun. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Our Instagram is at a new composting and then if you have any questions please send us an email we um love to answer questions and help people like figure out how they can compost in their different situation and it's really important to us um so now i'm just gonna stop for any questions thank you so much um i was curious what method you are using at the moment if you've tried different methods of composting and maybe what your favorite is for your current situation yeah, so um, before this, I have lived on campus, so I was um, just composting in the dining halls. And then now I, I've just moved off campus and I'm gonna start composting with um, Bootstrap Compost. And so they're just gonna come pick up my compost every two weeks. And right now I have like an on, um, on the kitchen counter compost bin that I just bought off Amazon. And I put my little um, compostable trash bags in there and I just dump my scraps in. And then when that kind of gets full or if it's like kind of starting to like decompose, I can tell I'm going to throw it in the freezer. Um, and then when they come and it's time to pick up, I'm just going to put it all in like the big bin that they provide and put it out in my curb. Um, and that's, so that's going to be really great. Um, a lot of people at Canoe either use Bootstrap or um, Black Earth. Um, and everyone has had really good experiences with those two. Um, so a lot of people at Canoe do use the composting services just because not a lot of us have backyards because we live in cities and not a lot of us have like the time to go drop off your compost at like a free spot. So obviously that is more time intensive. Our president does like lit, um, her family has a farm and so they compost on their farm, which is really fun. And um, a few weeks ago, we did this little like composting trial where everyone got like a composting bin. And then they could try out like composting for one week and we would dispose their compost for them. And we dropped it all off at her family farm. And that was really fun. Cause then she gets to like see how like all that compost can turn into, you know, a compostable usable material. And then she can just use it on her farm. Any more questions? I have one. Um, so how is like being part of Canoe and like the heat incubator expanded like your experiential learning? 
Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think that the main thing that I've learned through Canoe is kind of like all about how kind of bureaucratic processes work, which is interesting because when I first started Canoe, I was just thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna like post this on Instagram and then like everyone's gonna love it and we're just gonna like get composting at Northeastern. And obviously we still don't have composting at Northeastern. We've been working on this for over a year now, but we have made like great strides in that time. And so I've learned a lot about like how to deal with like um, administration and how to like connect with different people and build support for an idea, which is very similar to kind of how that would work if you worked in an organization or like a business and had an idea, you would have to like get it, you know, through your higher ups basically and see like what coworkers loved the idea. So I think it's been really helpful like kind of knowing how bureaucratic processes work and how to like get your ideas heard and meet people and have like professional meetings with people that work in administration. Right now we are hopefully about to start like our first trial, um, our composting trial. And it's gonna be like done in one of the dorms um, either in summer two or in the fall. And so we're really excited about that. Like obviously we've made them like go from like, we can't do composting at Northeastern to, okay, we're gonna try this out and like see how it goes. And so we're really proud of that effort. But yeah, I think it's been a really interesting part of my experiential learning because it's a really great thing that I can talk about on co-op interviews and like say that I've already done this and I've learned how to like give presentations just like this and talk to like adults that work at the school and see what they have to say. Um, okay, any more questions? Yeah, I just wanted to know um, a little bit more about your path at Northeastern, um, maybe like what your current major is, what your what you came in with, um, and a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So I started as an explore student because I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I was just undecided. Um, and then I, um, in the fall of this year, I declared PPE, so that's poli sci, philosophy, and economics. And then I'm also doing a minor in environmental um, studies. So I really realized that while I really, I really like learning about like humanities and different humanities subjects, but also my personal interests really lie in like the environment and like the policy behind that. So Canoe has been like a really great thing to be working on um, that's really related to my interests. Um, and so I've been really involved in the club heat and in the fall, I'm going to be their VP of administration. Um, and I actually have another kind of project I'm working on with heat too, where we're trying to bring solar um, panel uh, charging stations to campus. So I think that my journey has kind of been me like figuring out that I really like humanities and like economics and poli-sci and then realizing that I love that, but with like a focus on the environment and then using my extracurriculars to really explore that. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think it really like connects your studies in academic and then you're also kind of your extracurricular. I think that's fantastic and what experiential learning is all about. So yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to find this and if people want to join Canoe, is there like a, a way to sign up for the club if they want like a position or um, they just want to get more involved than just following you on, on your social medias? Yeah, so if you sign up for our newsletter and on our social media, that's a really great way to see if we're having events because we do a lot of events at other organizations, but then we also have general meetings every once in a while where people can come to like our own event and hear about how to compost. Um, and try to get involved, but also we are looking for eboard members for the fall. So if you go to our Instagram, you can see that we are currently taking applications um, for a few different positions. So we're really excited to welcome some new, some new members and 
get people more involved in composting or feasting. Very cool. Um, that's all the questions that I have. Okay, well, if that's all the questions, thank you guys so much for hearing my presentation. I hope that you guys decide to sign up to compost. It's really fun. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. We loved having you. Pathfinder meets every week for roundtable discussions. We also meet weekly for workshops just like this one. So check out our Google Calendar and join in next time. Thank you so much and have a great day.